in a world driven by selfies and social media, where empathy and entrepreneurs are considered contradictory. One podcast has set out to put empathy back in the boardroom by hearing from the best entrepreneurs around the world. Empathize It will hear from the leaders of the digital economy and learn how the soft skills drive their business. This is the Empathize It podcast. Good afternoon, Martin. How are you? I'm very well. Good afternoon. Great. So I'm calling, uh, I'm here for Israel Martin's in Amsterdam, and we're uh, going to talk about his really uh, impressive company, Lab Rooms, uh, and really what it does and the value that it uh, offers all of its clients and its, and its uh, companies. But before we get to that, uh, I, started, I did a lot of research about Lab Rooms and about the company and the model, and there's a lot of call for innovation and new ways of working. And I know that mm-hmm. there's a lot of inefficiency and people are very dissatisfied about their working with consultants and working with, you know, so many different outside companies and things like that. Uh, you tell, can you tell us about the way you came up with this idea of lab rooms and how it came to be? Or maybe tell us about yourself and then that will probably evolve yeah. into how we came up to lab rooms. So I will try to uh, keep it short. Otherwise, this will be uh, a 10-hour podcast or like a, a marathon podcast. <laughs> but maybe that's nice for next time. Um, <laughs> So I'm actually an entrepreneur since I uh, was in primary school. So I started uh, selling uh, the toys of my brother in front of the supermarket when I was 11 years old, uh, picking apples and then selling it in the neighborhood. So uh, starting my first magazine, like a, like a school paper, and been always an entrepreneur and always doing stuff um, and, and setting up businesses and finding opportunities and, and, and possibilities uh, from my core, from my intuition. So I, I work a lot with uh, with, uh, with my intuition. Um, and um, basically the journey to where I am now is actually the reason why Labroom exists. And I, I can say it's very successful. So it's also the reason why it's successful. And it started when I was building and constructing and assembling uh, computers, hardware. And um, uh, we, we basically assembled both parts and assembled computer hardware and sell it to the, the people around us. And that business expanded and expanded and expanded until we start working with schools. Um, back then in the Netherlands, uh, the schools didn't have any computers at the, in the classrooms and they wanted to have a lot of computers. So we started an assembly line with students and then sell it back to the, to the schools. And, um, and we found out that teachers were not having the sufficient materials, educational tools. So we created together with the teachers our own educational tools. So, um, and after that, um, basically back then it was like between 2000, actually just with the first bubble, the internet bubble in 2000. Back then if you had, if you touched the computer for your surroundings, for everybody in the neighborhood, you were a nerd. And if you are a nerd, you know everything about uh, everything that has to do with computers. So uh, my friend who was working at uh, MTV Networks, uh, Nickelodeon. He wanted to make a game and um, uh, he thought, okay, Martijn knows everything about that because he's doing something with computers. So I started making uh, this game together. It's, it's called uh, uh, The House of Anubis. And it was a very big success, a big, huge commercial success. And um, I've been making games for a, a lot of years. Um, and uh, 
until actually Steve Jobs uh, released uh, the iPad and um, uh, the Apple Store and the iPhone 4 basically crushed my company. Um, I was way too late and I didn't see it happen. I didn't follow the trend. I was in my, in my, in my bunker, literally uh, making Nintendo DS games. And all of a sudden um, uh, the App Store came and parents didn't buy 50 euro boxes in the toy store anymore, but they downloaded a $1, one euro game from the App Store and the children were as happy. So nowadays you don't see any kids, young kid anymore using that. So I thought if you can beat them, join them. And uh, so I started working um, uh, basically as a, as a small company first. Uh, I grew that company as well, but it was started as a small company, working with clients. And there I find out my hate for, uh, for working with clients. Um, actually, I don't hate clients, don't get that wrong. But in a, in a way, as soon as uh, a product team is uh, included in a, in a project or you get putting everything on contracts and papers, um, you get the creativity out. And that's when I actually, my first uh, glimpse of how the corporate, corporate world and how the business world is doing. Because until then, I've been always starting my own businesses, always working for myself, always working as um, from my intuition, just making like a painter makes a painting making a painting and then until it's done you show it to the world and then people hate it or people like it people love it people want to buy it i when i was making the painting i didn't care about what the world wants so i was creating from my heart from my soul and also the process was important so it's not only only um, only the, the success but it's also the, the journey so um But then I realized that actually nobody is happy in this whole process. So there is no winners uh, because if you look at a big company, their accountant is checking the business the numbers, the manager is controlling uh, the business cases and everybody is basically playing a role, almost like an actor who's getting a script and but nobody knows who wrote, wrote the script. So I thought, okay, if I want to have success, I should shoot mix them and bring them in my uh, my team so instead of adapting to the to the corporate the business world i i i tried to actually make them work on my terms and um and then i thought okay the only way to do that is to make it fun because if it's fun and almost like i don't know if you know the the say the trojan horse concept if it's fun then people will maybe learn how to do it so This is the inception of lab rooms. So in the beginning, it was um, an Airbnb or, or an apartment where we book uh, together with our clients. So I'll bring in the developers, the, the, the architects, the, the, the designers, the user experience designers, the facilitators, and the client brings in the whole team from uh, receptionists to, 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 to nurses to, 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 to the director. And together in one or two days, we would uh, cook a soup, make a salad, go to the museum, but also uh, first uh, ideate and then come up with a concept and then actually doing it and, 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 and creating it for the first inception. By then, I, I, I'm, I'm... Sorry to interrupt. It sounds like you basically did as you took like the client model your concept and kind of did like a, a mini version of a, ha a hackathon kind of thing basically yeah, this is exactly this is a, thank you for that interruption very valuable <laughs> it actually um so a mini hackathon yeah. 
yeah. with a lot of uh, with a lot of fun and food and and our own mythologies. But 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 then I didn't know I did never heard about design sprints yet. Yeah. So <laughs> so and then I realized that oh there is the design sprint philosophy and you have the the, the, the lean startup and you have all kinds of mythology. So I started working together with people and built this company. And right now. It is actually, we have our own rooms um, and people stay here for the night. Uh, we they, they book a room and it has our, our secret stores, our mythology, our expertise. Um, if you, if you, for example, come up with an ID for something, it, it doesn't have to be a digital ID. It can also be a process. For example, the, the Tata Steel, the, the steel factory, they book a lab room with the whole workforce um, to, uh, uh, to come up with a better timetable. Uh, yeah. so I heard about. I heard, yeah, uh, actually, Lucy mentioned that to me about how yeah. you had a better timetable and some something to do with cheese. I don't remember. Oh that. yeah. So, so I would love yeah, to hear yeah. more about the two uh, these two things because I love the idea that it's not just digital, you know, outputs yeah. like an app or like a game or whatever it is, but it's actually you're taking the company, you're taking the the vision of the company. So it doesn't mean it doesn't have to be a digital output of the vision, but it could be yeah. an actual physical product. It could be a food. Could be anything yeah. that makes it more efficient, and you're just yeah. literally bringing your team and their team together to create a better, more uh, consumer-focused or uh, effective and efficient product at the end of the day. Yes, and and also while we're doing that, people were, are learning how to use their intuition more and not think about all the boundaries and the rules. Um, I don't know if we can talk a little bit about it, but modern-day leadership ship is actually not modern. Um, if, you, if you look at the leadership right now, it's still based on how Pharaoh's uh, leading the slaves. So it's a, it's a male-dominated world uh, where uh, nothing has changed. We think the revolution, the renaissance uh, happened, the enlightenment happened, but it happened, uh, of course, and we, we are now, I, I always say we're still in the renaissance. If you, if you zoom out... Uh, in a few uh, thousand years, and then this time period is still the Renaissance. That is my vision, and uh, we're not even. We're, we always say no, the Renaissance, Industrial Revolution, but no, we're still in the Renaissance because we're having uh, gender equalism. It's not yet there. Uh, sexism, not yet there. Uh, racism, not yet there. Equal in economical way, it's not there. So there's like so many inequality. And, uh, but we are in the move of a new era, actually. And I, 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 I see it around me because if I, if I would say like five or six years ago, if you put a job opening for, uh, for, uh, for a facilitator, for example, or an experience designer, um, uh, you would basically uh, have five men and, and, and one woman uh, applying. And then mostly a man would get the job. But right now it's like, women are getting the jobs. And you see that they are more able to do the new style of leadership, the more the coaching style of leadership. And you see that that that, that yeah, um, the internet is cutting the middleman. I was part of that. I was developing boxes with games in it, selling in toy stores. And the internet revolution, the, 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 the digital part took it over and ruined my business. It made it from a, from a small scale Dutch company uh, markets to a global market vaporized my business and it's happening with management so 
and we all think, and it's the same, because I always said, no, it will not be so fast. Uh, there will always be Nintendo DS. There are 2.6 million devices in the Netherlands only. And now the managers also think, yeah, managers, they are, we are here and they will not get us away. But I, I, I predict you that in a few years, the whole concept of a manager in a company is outdated. It's not existing anymore. They're not necessary. We can register our time in an app. We can have task lists in HubSpot. What we need is people to motivate us, coaches. We need helpers. We need inspirators. We need facilitators. We don't need people to control us anymore. And um, that is changing. You see it already happening with, uh, with, 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 with the generations below us. I'm 40 years old, but if you look at a 25-year-old person, if you tell them what to do, they won't do it. If you inspire them, they will do five times more than I did when I was 25. So it's really interesting how you look at it. If you look at my son, seven years, he's already scrumming in, 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 in fourth grade. So they, they grew up with, 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 uh, with, with, with making choices on their own, uh, defining, uh, spending time on, on quality things of life. And uh, so the time is, time is changing. And I, I believe that, that, that we, are, we need to adapt to that. <laughs> sorry, about the, sorry about the noise in the background. I'm in a, work, a shared workspace, so sometimes they're working on it. But we should be okay. Yeah. But, you, you mentioned that your, your company doesn't just work with apps and doesn't work, it works with products yeah. as well as in companies to even create a, a more efficient timetable, which I think is a, yeah. a wonderful idea. And I think it's- or, or, uh, For the cheese company, come up with an idea to bring a new kind of cheese on the market, for example. Um, I'm, we're gonna get to that in a second because I wanna hear more about that. But in your, in your experience, there's a lot of hardline approaches to business development today. You know, people look at external consultants, um, with a lot of skepticism because they're like, oh, he's just going to give me something and then I can't produce it. I do it a lot when we work in, as consultants. I always say is we don't just give you the strategy. We give you also, the, we actually execute on the strategy so that way the company isn't just saying, oh, here's a document or here's a process and then leave yeah. the room, get your money and leave. But rather, there's something wrong with that system, with the consulting system. There's something very wrong with it. Yeah. Because the consultants can just walk in, give the document, take their money and leave. There's an exchange, but it doesn't really happen. Um, why do you think that external consultants are not really a viable option? And maybe what, what is the issue that the internal te team in your experience is feeling? Well, if you look at the, the, the concept of consulting, it's, it's, it's usually a lot of, uh, um, um, it's, it's, it's actually people feel that it's, that it's mandatory that they have to listen to them, but they don't want to. And I think the organization change or, 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 or improvement or innovation should come from the, 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 the team, the people themselves. So, for example, if you look at um, a whole team, um, we, we, we don't prepare uh, our lab rooms, for example. So it's zero preparation because so there is no product coordinator or product manager um, preparing the lab room or preparing the consultancy because that means that one person, the consultant and the project leader are coming together and um, uh, setting up the whole thing. And then the rest of the team will just need to go through their day. And what we believe is that the whole team needs to make the plan actually. So without the preparation, we start with meditation in the day and then 
do everybody's intention. Even if there are 17 nurses and doctors and patients for a hospital in the room, we come up with 17 intentions and we've forged them together. And then together we're going to make the solution. So instead of telling them what to do, they're basically, we help them finding out what to do. And because we put expertise in the room to help them uh, making the right decision. So it's so they have the practical, the, the practic experience. We have the uh, execution and, 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 and theoretical experience. And together we make the plan. So we're part of their team and they're part of our team. And that work, works really well. So the old way of consulting where um, the CEO would hire Accenture or the Boston Consulting Group to come up with a new plan, it's, yeah, it, it, it is slow, first of all. It will take three months to come up with a, with a plan. And, and the second is you need to convince a lot of people in your organization to do that. And that, that's, you don't have the time anymore. People are not uh, willing to listen anymore to that. They want to be listened to. And so I like that idea of your, instead of taking, you're, you're right, the idea of the consultants and even as someone who works as a consultant or works with outside, you know, companies uh, in an external component or external relationship, there are always these unquest, uh, un, you know, unanswered questions that we have to ask. And there's a lot of ping-ponging questions and emails or chats or whatever it is to make sure that I got the points right. Because even when, I, when they download the information to me or to my coworkers, there's always this like gap. And if we were all in just the room just once and just like your, your model of open labs is basically say, lab rooms, excuse me, of lab rooms is, uh, is basically say, bring everyone into the room at the same time. Don't have any preconceived notions. Don't come in with any, and then just say, let's put it all together. Let's focus on five, 10, 15, you know, goals that we're going to do. And we're, we're not leaving until we do it. And we're just going to yeah. hack this out. You, 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 you exactly understand what we're doing here. <laughs> I, I, I get it that's because great. this is like a, it's a dream of mine to do something similar to that because I think that's the problem with um, consultants so often. So if uh, yeah, because a lot of consultants also have a lot of skills. Eh? So it's not that that um, consultants are not skilled at all, but I think the way how they share their information is a bit the, 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 the business model behind it is outdated. I think the, uh, with, with, with the current days, with the internet, with, 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 with our ways how we can perceive the information, we don't need consultants anymore to tell us what to do. We, want, we need them to guide us uh, and maybe speed up the process a little bit and to give us examples. Yeah. Well, actually, I was actually in a, uh, a hackathon not too long ago uh, blockchain hackathon and that was really you know I work in marketing and digital but really the goal of my presence there was not to be helping them you know to say oh you should do this, you should do this but rather to just gear them towards thinking about how digital can help and play a role in their mm -hmm. component and I think that really was it wasn't meant to be a um, it wasn't meant to be that I'm gonna start doing the work for them because or even helping them just you know come up just have them minded about it and they they were younger than me by 10, 15 years, and they, they got it right away. They knew as soon as they had someone who was coaching them in some way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so we, we, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. We often see that people then when they are motivated and uh, when inspired and working with their ambition, and also we, we create with music and an, like an environment that people feel like, wow, and they work five times faster. It is, it is, everybody has like sometimes in the week this dream moment where you, where you do like 10 emails in an hour and, 
and, and five meetings uh, in uh, before the lunchtime and you feel energized because you're so happy and you, well, how are you doing? Yeah, great, I did so much. That, that feeling. And, um, and you can create it with a team actually. And it's not that difficult to create that. And a hackathon is, for example, a really good example that you can create it. With. And, 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 um, and we try to create that vibe in, in, inside a lab room as well. So we build websites in a day and then people, people from Heineken actually, they, 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 they helped coding, uh, making it happen or write some text. We should hire. We should ask our copywriter to write this text, and we always ask her, "Why not write it yourself?" And then, when it's done, it's done. And we can always ask a copywriter to maybe make it better or correct it. So, right. so this whole process, yeah. rethinking instead of yeah, it's it's also more fun because most people in, in big corporates they become some kind of like like not an uh, not a craftsman or a craftswoman anymore, but they become some kind of email meeting machine. Emailing, meeting, drone, zombie, and right. and and then to and then you studied for years and you have your passion in something, uh, digital marketing, for example, and then in the end you're just staring inside a big corporation, sending emails to agencies, so <laughs> without any decision-making power. So that is what we tried to bring in a lab room. We try to give you the decision-making power back. So okay. Uh, that is also one condition in a lab room for people that book a lab room. It's like, okay, we're going to make decisions here and we're not going to wait for anybody else. So if, if you're uncertain that your boss or boss uh, lady or whatever doesn't want to be, um, uh, don't want this, make sure they're inside the lab room. And sometimes the CEO, we have like billion euro turnover companies, CEO comes for 30 minutes. That plan is he comes for or she comes for 30 minutes and then stays the whole day because he's, he gets back his own mojo. Because for a CEO, life is also boring. It's talking with investors, sending reports to the, to the, to the, to the stock market. Yeah, so doing what you love to do and uh, will make everybody's passion um, higher and higher, and that makes you work faster. So end of- uh, I'm, I'm loving this idea of tapping into everyone's strengths in such a strong way, because as soon as you're in yeah. a room that's positive and you're in a room that's promoting you know success and promoting drive and you know be everyone is a part of the catal everyone's a catalyst to that change which is great i love that feeling and the vibe that you're promoting here but my question yeah. you have a lot of companies that you work with and i'm sure you're being very successful with lab rooms in terms of the process but what would you do for a company that's you know a mind, they're, they're forward thinking they're looking to, to empower its team into a process that empowers them to succeed what would you do is like, what would you suggest in terms of the first couple of steps that they can take to really say is, you know what, maybe you're not ready for lab rooms yet, but let's, here are a couple of steps that I would suggest for them to start yeah. empowering them, giving them their, their, their mojo back, as you said. Yeah. So first of all, I think everyone is ready for a lab room. <laughs> Um, because we have, no, it's, it's not to, to, to make it commercial, but what I mean actually is that, that um, you can start on each level. It, it's all about the intention. So we are uh, in the world uh, focusing more and more on, on, on facts and, and, and results. But if you look at our happiness, it's not coming from there. So uh, I don't know if you know the, the book of uh, The Power of Now from Eckhart Tolle. If you look at where the now is, it's in your heart, in your soul. And your brain is yesterday and tomorrow. So, so you can basically start by uh, listening more to your intuition 
and 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 sharing your intention and intentions to your coworkers. And I think that's a, already a small step. So if you find out, because you can have actually a, an argument or a discussion about how you're doing things, but but if you are if you first start talking about both of your intentions, you maybe find out you both have the same intention or uh, the same uh, uh, good intention, or maybe not, but then you need to solve that first. There's no way of argument uh, without uh, the same intention. So, so if you look at a company, how can you start empowering? I think, I think um, stop with this endless uh, stream of meetings and uh, uh, it's, it's like try to minimize the number of meetings and especially the, 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 the update calls and start trusting the people around you that they do their job. And it's very difficult. Sometimes I have also, even even I with lab rooms have sometimes like, oh, is this going well? How, how is it going? But trust is, I think, really important uh, part. So that there's those are small steps. So I think uh, share intention with your coworkers and um, uh, letting things go and have, because of that, have less meetings with each other and more time to actually do things that would solve a lot. Now, if you had, if you, you, lab rooms is clearly a, a, a disruptor in this space because you're obviously doing something mm. that is so innovative and so create, creative in terms of its process because you're taking everyone, you're putting them into, uh, you know, three days of basically intense ideation, iteration, creation, which is amazing. Like it's just a, a model yeah. that sounds like a, a, a great model yeah. and puts everyone yeah. and everyone leaves, leaves with a product in hand. There's no questions in terms of who did it. They didn't understand what I said because everyone is, was there and whoever needs to be there is there. Um, but how does the, the company distinguish itself or what are you looking for, for a company to really get started in terms of working with them or working with in, in, a, in the lab room setting? So um, if I, I hope I get your question right. So how, how, what kind of customers book a lab room? Yeah, well, what do you mean? What, well, my first question would be is how does the company itself, how does lab room say is like, how does it distinguish itself? You know, clearly you're very innovative and you're very yeah. out there. So it's, 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 it's yeah. very unique. But that would be my first question is how does lab rooms distinguish itself? Yeah, so how it's how very difficult. Yeah, so let's let, the that's, first question. Yeah. yeah. So it's very difficult actually to distinguish uh, ourselves uh, uh, because um, for a lot of people we're either, oh, you're a facilitation agency or a facilitation, we, we can do the design thinking sprint or, or so it's like you get compared with what people already know. Um, uh, but we we basically start with, uh, with, with, we have three types of lab rooms. So the grow lab room where you can grow your business change lab room where we can change the current process or, or a timetable or, or anything and an innovate lab room where we can ideate and create uh, things. So what is actually differentiates us from, uh, from uh, all the other options is that we don't do any preparation. So the day starts at lab room. So that means for us extra preparation. Uh, next to that, we created our own methodology. So we um, we're not using uh, uh, we're, we're sometimes using other parts of other methodologies, but we have our own methodology that helps people work faster and come up with ideas and um, brainstorm more efficient, more fun. 
And next to that, we uh, add all kinds of elements, for example, improv training from Boom Chicago, uh, meditation. And, and next to that, we add the hospitality part, which is a really important part. So it's not only uh, a pressure cooker or, or a hackathon, it's also uh, a vacation. <laughs> so, um, and of course, some people don't book the night, but a lot of people start doing that as well. So we have 24-hour uh, lab rooms going on. So, yeah, in, in, in that terms, um, there is nothing alike to lab rooms. So, and it's, it's, but we have people that book it for the pressure cooker reason. We have people that book it for the team building uh, reason. Uh, we have people that have no idea why they book a lab room, but we're relatively cheap. So, yeah, it's like, okay, it won't hurt. So uh, let's, uh, let's do it. But in the end, what they all say after a lab room day is like, okay, wow, this, is, this, this gave us so much. We, we have clients that said, okay, the way how we got the whole uh, the mapping of the, the application or the timetable, we would never do that in a day. It's so efficient. So that is actually what, what, what generates the, the, the business afterwards, the, the, the word of so, mouth. And yeah, obviously the word of mouth does definitely do it. And I, I love the idea that you're calling like a pressure cooker, uh, a vacation in some ways, and that you're calling it also a you know, a team building exercise, because that's really what you're tapping into is you're putting everyone to a room and there's no, it's not just the senior executives or just the, you know, the one yeah. person or the two people. It's as many people as we can bring in here that's possible, whatever, for whatever, minus any restrictions. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. So that's clearly a distinguishing mm -hmm. factor about what you're doing. And what are you yeah. looking for for a company, from a company when you start, get, when you get started, what are you looking for, for in a company? Uh, when they approach you, what, what, what point of readiness or what point of, uh, preparedness should they be in before they they they, they book a lab room so um well there is literally no preparation needed so it's just showing up and uh everybody will come and do the same thing so it's it's meditation start so it starts with a 20, 20 minute breathing exercise meditation by led by a, an ex very experienced uh, person um, that we hired specially for this part and then after that, the, our intention drawing uh, game starts, which is a three-minute game that draw, you draw the intention. And from there, uh, we, we set off. So there is absolutely no preparation needed and uh, just come with, with a group of people. And for example, yesterday I had a discussion with someone who said, well, I want engaging people because there are some people in our organization that are really pessimist and uh, negative and never want to do this kind of sessions. I said, well, honestly, bring all of them and let's see what, uh, what we can do because it doesn't have to be, you know, the, uh, there we had like, we did like a, around 250 lab rooms this year and some of them, um, some of, in some of them, we, people actually start crying. <laughs> sometimes positive out of happiness, but also sometimes like defining the purpose or disagreement. And obviously we, we try to solve that, but, but it's very interesting to start very blank in, uh, without the preparation in, in the lab. Um, obviously there are clients that come with a lot of expectations. Uh, we have people that actually book a lab room and that walk out of the door with a completely built website done at the end of the day. So, um, uh, that is possible as well. But anybody, any company at any stage can book a, a lab room. Have you ever have you considered taking this lab room concept and teaching it to other areas outside of Denmark or outside of uh, Amsterdam? 
the Netherlands, FYI. My apologies. Bro, So yeah, so at the moment we have our office in Dubai. Um, so Labrums is active in Dubai. Uh, we have our own office uh, in Florence, in Italy, which we believe is a, a market that is rapidly growing. And, 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 um, and uh, we have in Rotterdam and in Amsterdam, and we're opening uh, in January 2019 in London. Uh, so yes, we are considering, and we're also open for partnerships so with, with people that understand our concept. Uh, uh, for example, in Italy, we have a joint venture with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with Omar, uh, and his gold agency that is actually not an agency but um, uh, and, and, and so yeah we're working together with a lot of a uh, lot of people worldwide um, and experimenting also with that so it's also a, yeah, very playful at the moment but very successful yeah looking to open in, in Germany for example that's awesome so that it sounds like first of all you're tremendously successful for taking this idea or your your entrepreneurial spirit from the beginning that when you, since you were younger and taking it and growing it to a, a business which really is about you know yeah. like you said it's a process and there's a lot of methodology behind it but it's also a lot of it is, is using the intuition that was successful for you up until this point and now saying yeah. hey, let's let, let let's tap into everyone's intuition which is really the success of what people can really bring to the business to the corporate yeah. world now yeah, and then we, we, we have we have clients sorry we have um, we have clients for example the world wild fund wwf sure they they booked a lot of lab rooms and uh they brought the the whole concept of lab rooms actually to their organization and um recently they told us like yeah we're doing now like mini lab rooms instead of meetings and uh, using our, our methods that is great actually we we, we love that that it's a, it's a very organic way of working and it makes people really uh, more involved in, in projects. So we love it when people are using that. So my question is like this, obviously there's a lot, there's a, a very important component of the success of the lab rooms is tapping into people's intuition and tapping into their ability to create and to be, like you said, is give them, uh, enlighten and inspire their mojo back into them and allow them to work in a, in a successful way. What, in your, your experience with working with various companies and various products within lab rooms, how important is transparency and that it's called the non-business-minded um, skill in, 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 in the success of how, what, what comes out of the lab room setting? Yeah, so transparency is very important. And it's, it is uh, something that goes wrong every time when you look at, at big corporations and agencies. So nobody tells the truth anymore. <laughs> And uh, I remember very well uh, when 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 the designer said maybe we should make it green, and then the accountant says no, the client says blue, so let's make it blue. And then the designer okay, whatever, and 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 it came blue. And then uh, actually the best advice was to make it green. So this transparency is very important. So lab rooms is actually also the most transparent way because we don't have the account managers, the business people involved. No, you're, you're directly with the designer who tells you, actually the nice thing is we don't tell you, we show you uh, the blue version and the green version next to each other. And then the whole group can decide what is the best ID. And, and, and that is nice, the spark that it creates. So transparency from both ends, from the lab room side as from the client side is, is one of the biggest uh, pros of, of working like this. And so now I want to go back a step because I remember we, we discussed it for a few seconds, but how did the idea of 
using lab rooms come about in terms of taking uh, a product like cheese, right? Because I love this idea that it's not only about yeah. apps and digital, but how did the idea of using lab rooms concept help or how did it come about that this cheese company or this steel factory yeah. uh, come about and says, we want to use this concept to make our timetable more efficient or our, our, a, new comp- a, new, a new product, which is cheese in this case, yeah. how did that come about? So, yeah, that's funny because, um, like I tried to mention, uh, like I explained earlier, is that, that people book a lab room for a certain reason. So, in, in terms of the cheese company, they started using lab rooms for their website to, to make fast one-day sprints to, to update the website. But then they find out, like, uh, oh, but we can also use it for with a campaign. So, there was a promotion campaign, and, and then they start using it for... Um, uh, uh, translating the website into German and then oh, maybe we should do a nice day with the whole marketing team, like a team outing and there the ideas uh, are floating and coming up so so there is a starting point and usually it starts with some something that everybody understands, yeah, so um, I want a website, so I book a lab room, I like the hackathon example, I want to do like a hackathon, let's get things done a pressure cooker, that's how it starts but when you're doing it to with your team you, and, and you're open for it, you're receptive, then you realize, oh, but I can also maybe do it and use it for something else. So um, this is also why we offer uh, uh, the first lab room for free to a lot of innovation teams. And, and, and uh, so they find out and experience it themselves instead of for us trying to sell it uh, uh, I was actually going to ask you, how do you sell this? Because I know that you mentioned before that there's a lot of you know people think you are either a accelerator or a facilitator or a uh you yeah. know, some sort of uh workspace uh, and you're not any of those you're actually something very unique where you're taking all the great skills of you know and putting them into a room and all the great talent that is on the corporate side putting into a room yeah. and you know allowing them to mix like you said making a salad making a soup making cooking everything together and i, I love that idea but so, so how does it, how does it come about that a lot of the business comes about, I like the, the free concept of come in, take it out, take a test for whatever amount of time it is, and then, and then you'll see you for yourself. But that obviously is limited to only so much, you know, there's, you, can, you can't get business only by give, offering the first time free. How does it, how does it go about that you're able to create more business or generate more business with this model when you're having such a diff, tough time uh, distinguishing yourself? Yeah, so, um, well, we're getting better in it, for sure. I think two years ago, it was very hard, but now uh, people are uh, already finding out and booking lab rooms uh, every week online without our personal interference. So that's for us, like, a, like a very important. We, so, so people can actually book a lab room for tomorrow <laughs> and um, uh, online on our website. So basically, uh, we don't prepare for that, so that's possible. And uh, that happens now once a week, which I'm really, really, uh, really happy with. And then next to that, we have our corporate clients. So we use events, so um, um, small events, uh, three hours, uh, including food and drinks and some examples to get people in. So we invite 20 of our uh, relations to invite 20 of their relations. So in total, 40 people will come. And then we show them uh, in, a, in a short presentation what, what you can reach with a lab room, inside a lab room. So it's, it's all event-based. We have also our marketing team that um, is uh, working very hard on, on 
writing opinion blogs, uh, sharing information. Uh, we, sh we, we share videos about our, 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 our opinions and visions. So yeah, we try to, to, to get that uh, done. And so far we go from 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 bookings per month now. So that's, it's, it's working. Our goal next year is to reach a 50 average per month. Um, so that's another double, uh, doubling, uh, double the business. So, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so you're really doing like, I like the idea that you're also doing is you're taking the, the, you know, we're not going to show, we're not going to try to sell ourselves, but you're going to take the value of what you do by modeling it into some small compact version with your own network, yeah. people from your network. And then they have to invite, you know, 10 or 15 people from your, their network to bring them together and they get the, yeah. the value is automatically understood, uh, hopefully by yeah. the end of that three hour session. My question yeah, is. So yeah, uh, so we don't want to, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, yeah, so we don't sell lab rooms actually. Right. That is to add that. We want to, uh, we don't want to sell it to people. We want people to want it. And yeah. so try to be as attractive as possible so that we, we attract people and then people want to buy a lab room because the energy is so different when people really want to buy something and then when I really try to sell it. So that is a bit of the, the thing I wanted to add. Sorry, your question. Yeah, my question was, if you had to think about all the lab rooms that you've hosted, you said you've hosted hundreds of them over the last couple of two, after last two years or so. If you could pick one or two examples besides the cheese or the steel, you know, mm -hmm. timetable ones that we I, I've heard about, ones that were meaningful to you, ones that were, you know, the, the aha moment that came out were just like, wow, look what came out of this lab room experience. What would you have to, what would you bring up? So um, what I what I really like is uh, the the lab rooms for the for the for the smaller organization. We do a lot of pro bono lab rooms, um, uh, which which is basically free work. Um, but it's also a nice way to test uh, new experts. So we work we have our own experts on our own payroll, but we also work with a huge number of people around us, and sometimes working in our clients. So for example, uh, the client books multiple lab rooms. At the, a year their people also get the, the the hang of it so we use their people as well and then especially for the pro bono lab room so we did a uh, we did a lab room for uh, for an organization called movement on the ground uh, which is uh, uh, helping uh, refugees that arrive from turkey to lesbos in, uh, in in greece on the ground literally the first eight uh, making them welcome uh, giving them a blanket uh, give some food and more dignity to the to the arrival because the European Union doesn't do anything about the arrival because they're afraid that it will attract even more refugees. Um, and then they also made a camp uh, instead of a camp, actually a campus. So small changes are, are, are done there. For example, instead of waiting in line for the food all day, they mobilized volunteers on the refugee side uh, to bring the food to each tent and cabin. So it's more dignity for people to, uh, to just uh, to bring the food to each other instead of uh, waiting in, in, in line for three hours to get food for your family. So and those small changes, uh, the fact that that, 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 kind of, that that kind of clients, of course, they don't have to pay for, for a lab room, but they, they come to us and we can help them. And it starts with website building. Uh, we did another uh, one is uh, the Alternative World Cup was completely done in, uh, in a lab room, the website, the, the branding, everything. 
which is uh, in Mozambique with uh, with uh, children. Uh, uh, it's very inclusive because the teams consist of uh, uh, girls and boys, and they were playing an alternative World Cup in the slums of Mozambique. And um, uh, and those 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 things. Uh, and we, we, for those lab rooms, we also use alternative catering options. So we use here, we, we work in Amsterdam with uh, with refugees that provide food. So we have food from all over the world during those uh, those lab rooms. So that is uh, that has the biggest impact on the world for me is doing that. But it, yeah, I can keep talking. We did a kombucha uh, that's a, like a, a sure. ginger sure. Uh, drink. Uh, lounge, uh, growth hacking for international community, um, uh, inception of a product. I love that and actually a real product. And uh, we did a lab room for, uh, for a real estate development organization. And they want to uh, solve the loneliness in their buildings. They, they rent out a lot of uh, rooms to, uh, to, 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 to PhD and master's students from Asia. And those students are very lonely here in Europe, and they wanted to solve uh, that by via uh, creating an, uh, an interactive experience in the elevator. So basically, we created an idea, and it's now actually built. So it will be live in January. An elevator where people recognize the elevator recognizes the people inside the elevator, and then comes with a game. For example, two people play karaoke while you're going to the 20th floor, or or, or something like that. And the fact that 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 we can come up with those ideas together with the people and that they're executed, I yeah, I love that so much. That's incredible. So, so before we finish off, I've got we've gotten to a yeah. point where your your ideas are your intuition from the time you were young, and you said I'm gonna, I'm going to run with my intuition. They created businesses that are very successful. I love this open labs concept because you're really bringing people back into their strengths and their strength based ideas. You're saying is I like you know you're allowing everyone who's creative into one room putting them all together yeah. and, being, and bringing the corporates, which are, like you said, is sometimes even in today's corporate structure, people are still very, you know, they get to a point where they're very like a cog in the wheel. They just kind of get into their, you know, their, yeah. their, their, uh, their kind of routine and then their routine is their routine. And then as, and it doesn't allow them for their creativity, which is really important and allows them to really master their skills and, and, and flaunt their skills, which is important. So I think that's, I love that idea. So, what would be the future of uh, lab rooms in terms of, I guess my last question to be was, what would be, the, what, what does the future of lab rooms look like in terms of not only bringing more people to the lab rooms, but in terms of something larger, something more, uh, you know, more uh, greater than just the lab room concept? Yeah, so our mission is to make people more happy. Um, so happier without following their intuition at work, but we recently started also with uh, with Design Your Life, which is our first experiment to the consumer market. And we use all our experience and all our methodology um, uh, for the B2B market. So the things we use for KLM, the things we use for, 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 for any other client, the city of Amsterdam, uh, but we use it to find your own passion. So your own, maybe the things you like in your own life, the small things you like in your life. And then not only finding it, but also implementing it tomorrow in your daily life. Because everybody has so many reasons uh, not to implement them. I have work, I need to commute to work, I have children, I have this and that and that. Um, but we help basically in a in three hour session, 
people to, uh, to, to indicate what it is and also by reaching out to your friends and family, uh, calling them in on the spot to find, figure out what you like uh, from another perspective and then bringing it together, coming up with a plan, okay, how we're going to implement it. And that's very successful and that is a part. Another part is we're working together with, uh, with investors a lot to, uh, to actually have um, uh, the next step so people book two or three days of a lab room and come up with a prototype already with how to how to actually put it in the world. Um, and, and for that, we hired also a connector. Um, and that person is also responsible for connecting all the people together. So we have, if we do 40 lab rooms a month, we have around 350, no, 300 to 400 people inside a lab room each month. And we want them to know each other as well. So if you're working at KLM and you like fishing, and maybe somebody at Aholt also likes fishing, let's go fishing together, um, which is maybe a stupid example, but it gives the power of, of Labrum. So what we are actually going to do is to build a community of, of people that want to want to be more inclusive, more holistic, empathetic in their, in their working. And, uh, and it doesn't matter anymore where you work. Uh, so it doesn't matter which company you work. Uh, I think we should all collaborate uh, together to, to make this world a better place. So thank you, Martin, for your time. It really is like, a, 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 you really are changing a, a concept in terms of both in terms of the ideation and empowering people, but also in terms of taking people and saying is that your job is, is it's important to have a job and it's important to find it, but your happiness and your, that, that inner mojo that you, everyone wants to tap into is, it's not dead. It's not something so you should like hide or be embarrassed about, but rather the opposite is, that's what's successful. That's what allows people to succeed in whatever they're doing. And if, if it's not working for whatever reason, here's a, you know, Lab Rooms is a way for you to take your, 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 your experience in the workplace and bring it back into the workplace and, and re reinvigorate it, or allow you now, especially with this new concept that you're talking about, it really allows them to kind of find it and, and create new steps to kind of bring it back to the forefront. So yeah. I really want to thank you for it because it really sounds very inspiring. And I liked what you said at the end is you want people to be more minded, more mindful, more thoughtful, deliberate, empathetic. Uh, I, I love that idea because I think it's a really important in terms of what people need to tap into now. Um, like you said, even today, uh, I love that idea that you said before, which is that even today, we're still at the point of renaissance where you know people are still very, even though there's a lot of conversations about women roles and things like that, we're still very much a man dominated and not everything yeah. is equal yet. And we're still not at the point where we should be, even though a lot of people say we're there already, we're not. And I agree with that. No, so I, I really like that concept. But where, where would uh, someone wants to learn more about the lab room methodology or lab room uh, concept or some skills that we can kind of, you know, quick skills that we can learn? Where can I, where can we find out about that? Um, you can go to our website, labrooms.com. <laughs> that's easy. That's easy enough. Okay. And everything yeah. is there, the methodology, some videos and things and content is there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. You have our uh, you have our newsroom there, a blog, and there you can find everything. But they can also email me at martijn at labrooms dot com, and awesome. I'll. Uh, I, I also like the fact that you're. Uh, I like the fact that you're being so open and transparent. That you're willing to. You know, a lot of times the CEOs hide behind the secretary or something. I'm also a big fan <laughs> of. I also, I'm a big fan of the the founders and the person who's the the, the innovator and the, the CEO or the head of the company uh, is also there to willing to take the response and take the time to answer people. So. Martin, thank you so much for your time. And I really, I look forward to uh, sharing this, uh, this lab rooms concept because I think it really is necessary today. And 
it's, uh, I hope more companies go out there and I, I will look forward to referring some of my clients and my customers to you because I think they can use it and we could all use it. So thank you. Yes. Thank you uh, so much. Uh, it was really nice to meet you. Likewise. Be sure to sign up for the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And remember, the next time you're doing business in the digital economy, make sure to empathize it.